Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Lady Mouse. Lady Mouse. Hey ladies. Welcome to Lady Mouth. We're having a very fun episode today. I am with Lauren of the Beard Owl podcast. Um, Lauren, would you like to tell us a bit about your podcast, which I have had the honor to guest on already? Yes, you have. And that was absolutely delightful. And I'm glad to return the favor and be on your show. But yes, as you said, I have the Beard Owl podcast, which is a, a podcast that I do primarily with my brother, John, where we talk about beer and Weird Al and a bunch of other stuff. And um, based on the reviews that we've gotten for our show, apparently we're very charming. So even if you don't like beer or Weird Al and you like charming people, I would say give us a listen. Um, Again, that's beard. So it's the the word beer apostrophe D Al. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. And in honor of that, of course, I have a beer today. What kind of beer do you have today, Lauren? Oh, I have uh, an India Pale Ale. Uh, it is oh. from Thin Man Brewery in Buffalo, New York, and it's called Burning Money. Uh, <laughs> See, Lauren does that on her podcast, and like, I'm so I don't know the beer world, and I, I love when people in- telling me the beer they're drinking. They're like, "Oh, that's from this and this brewery, and it was brewed in 1969." And <laughs> you know, I love that. Yeah, it's fun, and actually. I, this is a brand new beer mug that I'm using today. That's a gorgeous mug. It's great, right? I actually won it in a raffle at my uh, my local beer place. They were doing a charity thing yesterday for a cat sanctuary, so I donated money for some Aww. raffle tickets. And I got a I got a text today. It was like, "Hey, Lauren, you won the raffle." So I went in and I got a couple other things, but this mug was among them. So I said, "Well, I'll use my new beer mug today." That's super dope. I love it. Um, I collect goblets and mugs. Yeah, I like big, I think it's because I'm a water sign. Just give me things that hold water. (laughs) (laughs) But that's awesome. Uh, You know, I was just thinking while you were telling me that, that maybe we should um, another time when I, when I want to grab you on Lady Mouth the second time, we should do women and beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause that's such an underrepresented thing, especially women in craft beer. You know, mm. because like it's such a hipster dude thing. Primarily, that's where oh, people's yeah. brains go. But mm-hmm. like, there are so many cool women in craft beer. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Then we can do that for after the holidays and stuff. Heck yeah. Yay. 
Yay. Awesome. Yay. Yay. I love, I love, uh, I'm going to do a whole season of doubles I've been thinking lately, but who knows? Cause I'm recording this now the day after Joe Biden became president. Sorry yep. to, sorry. Well, I'm not going to apologize for saying that. I was going to say sorry for putting my political stuff out there, but wait a minute. Duh. It's this show. I could do that. Yep. You can do that on this <laughs> show for sure. Yay. So I bet, uh, Lauren, you're, you're a little happy like I am too. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'm a little happy. I'm definitely yeah. a little happy. I mean, again, well, I I'm happy, but I think I'm even happier for Kamala. Um, and oh because God, of yeah. Kamala, uh, you know, and I, I, I've said this and I'm going to stand by it, but I would have been happy. Like any woman breaking that ceiling would be a good thing. Um, yeah. But the fact that it's her and that she represents so many different underrepresented groups, I think it's a great thing. And I, I expect some really good things from from her. And I think, you know, I'm just I'm just happy for Kamala. I I absolutely understand. I like that there is blatant blended family in the White House. Mm hmm. Praise. I praise that shit because I am a, from a blended family you know, and, um, just black and Indian. I, with her, I, I'd love it. <laughs> um, and also it's a good example for women. Hey, look, a woman in general is in the white house. Yep. Finally, yes. it only finally took 200 years. It took us a hundred years of fighting to get the vote, the right to vote, which we just celebrated a hundred years of. And it seemed cheers, cheers with my I have mad elf today. Lauren's going to be mad at me. I'm really <laughs> jealous. <laughs> Don't worry. I have some set aside for you. Great. I, we'll have I to work on that. I took care of you this time. <laughs> oh my God, guys. I'm so dumb. We're watching everybody in the world is fucking watching the election this week. And I'm glued to CNN for 48 hours. And I drank all the beer. <laughs> I I'm like, how did that happen? I feel I feel partially responsible for this because when we first connected um, with you being on on my show, you were like, yeah, I'm not really into beer, blah, 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 blah. Yes. And then you came on my show. You had a whole bunch of beer. And now all of a sudden it's like I'm drinking all the beer. So like, Yay. I, I don't know if I'm a good influence or a bad influence no, or what, it's, but <laughs> it's liquid bread. I need the carbs. There you go. It's good yeah. for my weight loss surgery. <laughs> <laughs> it gives me, you know, that that energy I need. Energy. No, I mean, no, I, I do like, if I drink, I'm not a big drinker, especially, uh, with, I, I mean, I hate to keep bringing up weight loss surgery, but with that, I absorb things so quickly that one beer is all I need for like a day. Yeah. Well then you nurse that bad elf. Cause that's strong. I do. You know, I got used to the cherries and honey and now it's just like regular tasting to me. I'm like, it's my beer. It's good. Like I'm going to be really sad when it's gone now and I'll have yeah. something else. And it's all your fault for getting me into beer. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. I love but that. I'm not sorry. But like, no, I'm not sorry either. But like we were saying, like you were, you were saying about women in craft beer. Well, like now, Hey, you just recruited another woman into. Yes. Yes. That's, that's my ultimate goal. That's awesome. <laughs> I really enjoy, you know, discovering what notes I like. Like this mm -hmm. Mad Elf is a... Uh, it's an ale brewed with honey and cherries. Yeah, ale. That's it. Yep. <laughs> um, I like the the more... But I uh, I also tried a chocolate raspberry 
stout Mm -hmm. and that was awesome yeah so you're definitely in the more like sweeter maltier beers that's where you're at yeah ipa is all the pine needles right and the hops yeah yeah i can't do that it tastes so bad to me well it's one of those things it takes a minute to get there to develop the palate for it like i love ipas and i don't mind that it tastes like a tree Mm -hmm. i kind of like that it It tastes tastes like like a tree (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah no i always liked ciders anyway i'm a cider girl they're good yeah yeah they're real good i had a good cider today it was like a blackberry cider yeah yeah, I love a pe- Magner's pear. That's my favorite. Oh, that's good too. Oh, yeah, that's so good. It's so strong, and and pear is my favorite fruit. It's the perfect cider. I love it. Yay! Well, Lady Mouthers, let's get to our episode today. I I mean, it could have been craft beer. Sorry, <laughs> but Willie will go into further depth on that because that's too interesting to not do. But today. Actually, I'm going to start off, Lauren, by giving you a trivia question. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm going to, the title of today's episode is Math is Hard. (laughs) Now, Lauren, why would I name our episode that? Oh, because there was a Barbie doll in the 1960s that had a drawstring that she could speak with. And one of the things that she said was, math is hard. I thought I had read on come to understood, but I guess it's legend over truth that they were her first words. Uh, probably her first words. Cause I mean, the drawstring, like the, the talking Barbies with the, with the pulley strings, that was, that was a 1960s thing. Um, yeah. and the, Oh, I had draws in the eighties. It was big. I had drawstring. Oh, did they? Okay. okay. Oh yeah. They were huge in the eighties and then they just went away. Yeah. They just, well, cause I, th- I think they just couldn't find good things for her to say without putting their foot. In oh it. no, no, no. I don't mean Barbie. I mean stuffed animals in general, Oh, uh, but for Barbies, it was yeah. the sixties. They stopped. And oh. They were the weirdest things too, because the drawstring was like right at the base of her neck. And then the speaker was in her back. So her back had like all these holes in it. So the sounds would come out. Oh, that's creepy. Uh, Yeah, it's very creepy. (laughs) Um, Now, Barbie debuted in 1959. Mm -hmm. Um, When it did, how do you think, what came over the world and little girls when Barbie first came out? Oh, well, it was a completely different kind of doll. Um, because I, I uh, primarily up to that point, right, all the, the dolls that girls had to play with were baby dolls. So the girls were the mothers to the dolls. Whereas with Barbie, Barbie was an independent, unmarried, self-sufficient fashion model. So she had a career. It was a fashion model, but still she had a career. Oh, no, model's a great career. <laughs> right. And she was self-sustaining um, and she didn't need a man to you know have the dream house it was barbie's dream house right so i think barbie kind of became that toy that girls didn't have to play with to take care of but girls could play with to let their imaginations kind of take them to like oh what can i be yeah yeah that's really interesting because obviously you know most we weren't alive back then um so when i was playing with barbie it was it was just fluff for me, but I mm-hmm. didn't even, until you just said that, I didn't even think to realize like in the beginning of more women's liberation movements and stuff, like Barbie was the fucking riot girl of the sixties. Yeah. Oh, like totally, absolutely, totally. And actually 
Did you know that the Barbie body style and face, original face of Barbie was actually modeled off of a German sex doll? <gasps> that is amazing. Do you know the name of it? Uh, yeah. Hang on. Give me a second. Yay. I can totally tell you because I was awesome. Uh, I was looking at this stuff beforehand and I was like, oh, yeah, it's absolutely wild. The German sex doll is named Build Lily. B-I-L-D dash Lily, L-I-L-L-I. Oh, wow. Build Lily. And she was a German sex doll. So she was, but like the size of Barbie, but marketed to men. And there were cartoons and things about her. So she was basically a pornographic doll. Oh, wow. But yeah. they didn't like market her for sex, right? No, but she was kind yeah. of like a fantasy. Like you're not going to have sex with a 12 inch doll. Yeah, I was hoping <laughs> they didn't make a hole uh, somewhere. No, no, no. It was more like, like a, a flashlight. Like, like a no. <laughs> Ew, no. <laughs> it was a fantasy kind of thing, and and that was where the original like 1959 Barbie yeah. kind of came came to be. Oh, that's some... really interesting. Did boys play with dolls back then? Was that a normal? Uh, thing? I I. I really don't know i think it was just like a uh, i don't like a porn doll like a <laughs> you know what i'm saying like, like maybe you, a collectible like yeah nice. like you look at it mm-hmm. as opposed to a magazine i'm not sure oh okay but that's that's what it was oh god now i am uh there was a movie grandma's boy where he starts masturbating to the, the action figures yeah, it's basically along oh, those God. lines. And there okay. was like dirty cartoons that went along with it and things like that. But she looked so similar to Barbie that it was definitely the model for so it. Somewhat, yeah. Well, that's all. I mean, that's pretty good marketing, let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Lauren, what, when did you first get into Barbie? What's your first Barbie experience? Oh, my God. I was hoping you would ask me this question. Um, because it's kind of an interesting story. When I was growing up, uh, we had neighbors across the street and the, uh, the girl was seven years older than me, but she liked me, you know? And so I, when I was like three, um, she and a couple of her friends who were hanging out at her house, they came over with their Barbie dolls and we sat on my front porch and played with Barbie dolls. And then it was time for her to go home. And I got so upset because she was taking the Barbie dolls away, you know, because like I had never played with a toy like this. I had a Cabbage Patch Kid, you know, I had like baby dolls. I had stuff like that, but I didn't have like a Barbie. So my uh, my grandfather was over the house at the time. So my mother's father and he saw how upset I was that my neighbor took her Barbie dolls back home. So he drove the 20 minutes to and from his house and got the Barbie dolls that my mom had when she was a kid and brought them over to me to have to play with them. They are somewhere. They're not in good shape at all because my mom played with them. Then I played with them. Yeah. Um, But the sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. They are They're They're somewhere in my parents' house for sure with some of like my older Barbies from when I was a kid. But yeah. So I had some of the Barbies with the drawstring Aww. from the sixties, the drawstrings didn't work anymore, yeah. but that, you know, I, I had them, um, some of the old Barbie, uh, like clothes boxes, like to keep things in. So I had a bunch of like, vin- my first Barbies were vintage Barbies and that's amazing. Yeah. And it was, it was so cool, you know, like, especially like my grandfather seeing how upset that I was with these Barbies going away. Cause I, I had never really gotten that upset when a toy left you know, and 
he took it upon himself to go get me my Barbies and my mom's Barbies rather. And that's, that's literally what started it. And then my mom said, well, I guess she's a Barbie person. So she started getting, I started getting Barbies for birthdays and Christmas and Barbies was just my thing. Um, Do you have any that you, so I, I, I keep wanting to ask all the fluff questions first. I'm like, so wait, do you have, well, I, we'll get to your collection later. Okay. What, how did you feel? Do you remember how you felt when you played with Barbies when you were a young girl? Oh yeah. I mean, the fact that my first Barbie experience was me as like a three-year-old playing with 10-year-olds made me feel like uh, not only was the doll something that I could like emulate and show me that I could be something outside of myself but also the fact that when I was playing with these Barbies these 10 year old girls who were so much older than me at the time kind of accepted me and let me play with them because we were playing with the same thing you know we were all still girls you know yeah varying ages of of youngness but none of us were yet what Barbie is and so we were all still kind of imagining at the same time yeah and that's kind of what Barbie has always been for me. It, it's the, like, Barbie can literally do anything. So I never thought that I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Are you your own Barbie now? Am I my own? But like, I, I guess if I would have had to design a Barbie that I, I thought would be like the ideal person. No, to I be, meant, like, are, you, are uh, you your own Barbie? Am I my own Barbie? Oh, so like, have I become... What I you always wanted to be. Yeah. I, I mean, first of all, I love myself. I have no problems with myself at all. So Excellent. you know what? You know what? Yeah. Like so Barbie was an effectual uh formative piece of your Yeah, youth. absolutely. Cause yeah, I am my own Barbie. Again, if I had to like put a Barbie like name, you know, you've got like um Barbie is is so many things. You know, there's astronaut Barbie, CEO Barbie, you know rockstar Barbie, what have you. I don't know exactly what I would call my Barbie other than like really cool, awesome Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know if Barbie fans thought of that. Like who is your Barbie? I would have like boho hippie Barbie. That's pretty cool. I'm sorry, boho goth Barbie. Boho goth Barbie. Yeah, but I have the secret spell Barbie. Oh. Yeah, that is literally the only Barbie I've ever bought in my adult life to collect. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when that first came out, I'm like a pagan Barbie. I'm on it. And then <laughs> they pulled it off the shelves so quickly. And I'm like, oh, Jedi. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, and they did that a lot too. Like, cause with, you know, or the their- Prego Barbie, they didn't, they do that with that. It was, yeah, it wasn't Barbie. It was her friend Midge, I believe. <laughs> um, but yeah, they did that with like totally earring Ken uh, because Ken had like earrings and he was wearing this necklace and like a, a mesh crop top and <laughs> the necklace looked like a cock ring. So everybody's like, gay Ken, gay Ken, gay Ken. So oh my God. Mattel pulled that Ken off the shelves. Oh, that sucks. Why not? Can't we have a gay Ken? Uh, I Yeah. I mean, we totally... Could have a game. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, you know, leather daddy Ken. there's nothing wrong with leather daddy Ken. <laughs> I mean, Barbie is nothing but Ken's beard anyway. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't need him. I just saw a meme I, months ago. I don't know. And it was old Ken, old version of Ken and new version of Ken. They're like old Ken looking like new Ken's uh, daddy. No, sugar daddy. 
idea. I didn't realize there were so many varieties of new Ken. That's that's oh, amazing. Yeah, there's there's so many varieties of a bunch of it, which is absolutely what I'm trying to like find and show you a picture of this new Ken because it's absolutely ludicrous. Um well let's go back into the history a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's do um, it. Yeah. because uh, I keep I want to ask you so many things. Um but uh now but Barbie like as you were talking about in the second wave of fe- feminism was getting a lot of shit. Yep. So someone that originally started out as a feminist icon um is now getting shit. I'm guessing from 90s vegans, right? Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> you well, just kidding uh, vegans, I'm sorry. No, that's a, yeah. Um but, Yeah, Barbie started getting a lot of shit I think in the 70s. Um Oh, okay. Initially. Oh, like burning your bra and all that. Burning your bra and all that. But I think with um, the the math is hard didn't help, but I think <laughs> it was the the introduction of Malibu Barbie that really kind of got people thinking like, uh, this is this is not what we want. Cause I mean Malibu Barbie was basically, you know, tan, blonde, bathing suit, nothing else. Um yeah. and you know, there's still a lot of people that when they think Barbie, they think Malibu Barbie, but mm. well, that was a big part of Barbie's history. I mean, it was probably uh, there's like waves of Barbie too, well, you know. Yeah, but there's a reason in The Simpsons, Malibu Stacy is called Malibu Stacy, mm-hmm. you know. And that's exactly it. Yeah. So yeah, because I didn't know when Malibu Barbie came up, uh, came out, but in the '80s when I was a kid, I, I wanted Malibu Barbie. I had yeah. one Barbie. She was a slut. <laughs> Do you ever make Barbie a <laughs> slut with your other toys? Yeah, well, I mean, everybody does weird things with her. Again, because Barbie <laughs> allows you to imagine. Do anything with her. Cut her yeah. hair, paint her face red, you know? Yeah, you can imagine with Barbie. You know, you're not going to make yeah. one of your, like, Cabbage Patch kids a slut. Oh, no, you're not. Now, why do we think, why do you think that is? Because I would it's, never. Because it's a baby. Oh, is that it? I'm like, my Cabbage Patch Kid is sacred. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Mine too. Mine too. Oh, wow. Oh, um, wow. I didn't even think of that until you triggered that response. Get you out. know, but like, you're free to make Barbie do things that you wouldn't do with a lot of other toys. Because yeah. Barbie Barbie is an independent woman that you're free to do anything with. I never even thought about that. Like, Barbie is truly free. Yeah. Barbie's truly free. And no. freeing. And freeing, yeah. And that's a really, you know, really amazing thing. And that's why she's still going strong. But uh-huh. um, what else came about with hating on her? Uh, her body, right? Because there's, even in this, uh, I got the the Barbie Life magazine that came out um, earlier this year. And there's a whole uh, page in it kind of talking about her unrealistic body proportions, like, uh, it says one in 100,000 is the number of women genetically capable of achieving Barbie's physique. Wow. And that Barbie would have 16.24% body fat Ooh. and 22% is the minimum amount body of body fat necessary for menstruation. So Barbie doesn't get Yes, I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard, I heard that in the nineties. They're like, Barbie, if you were the exact blah 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 barbie you wouldn't get your period you wouldn't get your period and um her bust is literally twice the size of her waist which is almost an impossible ratio 
and she would have a 16 inch waist, which is again, almost impossible. She would have 3.5 inch wrists, which you couldn't hold anything with. Uh, her legs are 50% longer than her arms, where the average woman's are only 20% longer. Uh, and she would have a child's, a child's size three foot. Who, what nerds though? Like, let me measure Barbie to scale. Right, exactly. And, and it, like, that's just the thing. to make some, I mean, it's a plastic doll when it comes down to it. Yes, it's a plastic doll when it comes down to it. And the way I think about it is Barbie was designed as a fashion model. Okay. And when you look at, I watch, I watch the hell out of Project Runway. Oh, me too. Oh my God. Yeah. So when you watch them do their designs, they don't want to pay that much for fabric. They They don't want to pay tiny people. They need tiny people. But even the designs that they do are still like super tall, basically stick figures, just so they get the idea of what the clothes look like. So exactly. Barbie's just a fashion drawing come to life. That's all all she is so I never I never looked at Barbie and thought this is what my body should look like I never thought that either and And I I I don't look good blonde so I never cared about that (laughs) no I look really basic blonde it's so weird (laughs) well I don't even know what color my hair is now it's red and gold it's gorgeous thank you I don't even know I, I don't even hair. hair. You look, you have the same hair as River Song from Doctor Who. Oh my God. Yes. You need to be her for Halloween or cosplay her. Hello, sweetie. Oh, that's a huge compliment. Oh my God. I love Alex Kingston. I love Me her. Me too. In- oh my God. Law and Order. Doctor Who. ER. ER. Yes. I <sighs> love Alex Kingston. <laughs> She's great. She's so great. Um, But no, I, I get it. And like, Barbie never made me feel physically bad about myself. I never thought that I would or could or should look like Barbie physically does. And I think the fact that one of the primary, you know, primary feminist arguments against Barbie, you know, I'm a feminist, right? So yeah, I'm, I'm saying we all right. But I'm just saying one of the primary feminist arguments against Barbie is that she's going to give girls unrealistic body expectations. I think that does girls a disservice. Because Barbie is literally imagination. Barbie is literally saying, like, you are free to be and do anything. Barbie is not, like, a physical ideal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's people with, you know, it's like the reason for trying to get rid of heavy metal because you're going to sacrifice puppies to Satan and shit. Like, Mm. well, you're putting it out there. So someone had the was emotionally insecure enough to have that thought about Mm -hmm. Barbie. I mean, was, you know, it's not like people, little girls were becoming anorexic because of Barbie. Right. Was that ever brought up ever in the history of Barbie? Yeah. I I truly don't. I I don't know. I don't, I I don't think so. I mean, could, could Barbie have been a contributing factor with some girls? Okay. Maybe, but, um, and again, not discrediting anybody that, of course, has, yeah, of has course. you know, but I, I'm just saying that like Barbie wouldn't be the the main reason. There's so many other things that are so much worse than Barbie. Yeah. As far and as that goes. Toy is pure joy. You it's know? a toy. It's a toy. It's a toy. I love playing with my Barbie. I mean, maybe, you know, you know, because she was a slut and I was kind of slutty. Maybe I thought I could be slutty like Barbie, you know, but. but yeah 
I was healthily slutty back in my day. I don't regret anything. <laughs> but yeah, but it wasn't because of Barbie I was slutty, you know? I mean, it was me personifying onto Barbie. Right. You just kinda... And that's what we do with our imagination, you know? Exactly. And for someone to tell you it's wrong is not right. Right. I mean, uh, when I was in college, I was a, I was a women's studies minor. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I literally did it because I majored in English and basically every English class, as long as you read something written by a woman, it counted towards the women's studies minor. So I had to take like two extra classes to get this minor. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. So awesome. I, I took this women's studies class. So it was just, it was just women's studies. I'm like, okay. So I took this class and the professor started going off about how terrible Barbie is. Mm. I mean, there was even like a chapter in our book about how terrible Barbie is. And I remember Did like- she write the book? No, she didn't write the book, but it was, it was like, an, I, I don't even know. And I literally like, I raised my hand and I was like, hold up. <laughs> and I went off for like 15 minutes. I think I was like a, uh, I was probably a sophomore in college and I went off for like 15 minutes in this class with like this woman who's like got like a PhD in women's studies. And I was like, hold on, don't you dare shit on Barbie like this. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh (laughs) Did you, did she kind of turn around and be like, she did. She was like, I see where you're coming from. I hadn't thought of it that way, you know? And I got a lot of, a lot of the other students were just kind of blindly agreeing with the teacher because it's like, oh yeah, this is what she thinks. And she knows. And I'm I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's awesome. So I I think I changed some people's minds that day and I felt really good about that day. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, we should change the literature on Barbie for women's studies classes, right? Um, We should. I would like to design a women's studies course about Barbie. You should. You're an English major and a minor in women's studies. So yeah, I do. do I, I do teach at a college, so I totally could. I mean, everything you're saying is amazing. And I, I never, you know, even though I, I'm kind of like, Barbie's innocuous to me. I don't think of her one way or the other. And Mm -hmm. the way you have presented her today is really important. Well, thank you. you, You're welcome. (laughs) I, I think it's wonderful. What would you say? What, besides like saying something on behalf of Barbie, what would you say to women about having this new light? Of Barbie. Um, uh, so what would I say to women about, about Barbie basically yeah. is, you know, my first instinct, anytime, you know, uh, a friend of mine has a daughter that kind of hits, you know, that three, three-year-old, four-year-old age is I get them a Barbie mm-hmm. and I will sit on the floor and play with this little girl with the Barbie you know, I might bring one of my own Barbies or something along those lines, but I will play with the Barbie with this little girl. And I basically just want to do for little girls that I know what my neighbor across the street did for me when she was 10 years old was like, Barbie makes you feel included with people that you may not have felt that you were included with. You know, I had like four 10 year old girls playing with me when I was three, because we were all playing with Barbie and I felt included. Like Barbie has never made me feel like I was like other or like outside. And I think Barbie has continued to grow and do a good job doing it. I don't know if you've seen it, like, cause I'm one of those nerds that like, I totally follow Barbie on Facebook. Um, 
Well, wait, wait. This is getting into my next okay thing. First of all, that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, now it is my best friend's birthday. Um, Steph, she was my first episode of Lady Mouth. It's her birthday today. She loves Barbie, and uh, well, we are. After you and I get off, that she's coming into my Zoom with her friends, and we're having a virtual birthday party for her. Oh, yay! Happy yay. birthday! Yay! Well, I want to bring her in the Zoom, like not knowing you're gonna be in here. Oh, fun. Yeah, and I thought maybe we could uh, talk about your Barbie collections and stuff. Yes, sure. I'm down. All right, cool. I'm gonna invite her and and then Barbie surprise her. She hates surprises, so she'll probably break up with me as a best friend. Well, she's gonna be Barbie boozled. Yeah. Tell me about Super Woke Barbie. Um, seriously, because what they're doing on the Barbie Facebook page is basically Barbie, like they do like these little computer generated. So it looks like Barbie has a vlog. So like Barbie's like a YouTuber and she talks about things mm-hmm. and she tackles so many topics like voting, um, racism. They did a racism one where Barbie had one of her African-American Barbie friends come on and they were talking about a situation that they were both in. and um, I think they were like trying to sell like lollipops on the boardwalk or something. And they were having a lollipop selling contest and Barbie's black friend got stopped like three or four times. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And that's why Barbie won the lollipop selling contest. Oh, wow. Her friend is telling this story and Barbie is just like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry that you have to experience this. And like, but it's woke, but like totally on a kid level woke. Like you could be like seven, eight, years old yeah, and watch yeah. this and like get it you know and barbie's doing that a lot um she did one around halloween where it was like a video about uh, makeup tips and how to make yourself look like a forest fairy but the whole Ooh. the whole thing around it was being kind to nature like so it was tied in to you know planting trees being good to the forest like all this kind of stuff so like Aww. every every one of those videos that comes out has a has a point that is kind of out there to make people better. And that's what's totally what's going on in the Barbie Facebook page. Like on election day, there it was just a picture of like three very diverse Barbies all with the vote button on it. Oh, and I voted. Yeah, the I voted button. And it was absolutely amazing. And Barbie released a whole line of um, uh, like politician Barbies earlier this year. And you know who President Barbie was? african-american barbie oh it's awesome you know so and i love that but that that's evolving barbie and progressing yeah. her to a new level of feminism yeah, it's growth and and yeah. that's what i'm saying is that they're aware of what this doll has the power to do and has the power to be and they're doing it yeah totally that's amazing all right let's take a pause oh here oh no we don't have to pause now happy birthday She's still connecting to audio. Oh, gosh. Can you hear us? Yes. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy I have an, er, another birthday present for you. You're actually on the Barbie episode of Lady Mouth. That's why I asked you to come in here early. Oh, my goodness. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I'm going to ask you and Lauren both this question, if you're okay with it. I know you hate surprises. I was not prepared for this, but okay. All right, Steph and Lauren, what are your favorite Barbies? 
Oh, you go first <laughs> if you want to go first. Um, you can go first because I think I need a minute to think about it. Okay, take your. I've had time to think about this, so I will. I will let you go. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, my f- number one favorite Barbie that I have is actually. Um. There's a fun little story around it. It was the year. The year was 1993, Ooh. and <laughs> Barbie paired up with Bob <laughs> Mackie. Uh, oh my god i love bob mackie to design a dress it was like a gold x top and barbie had like a like a really high like platinum blonde pony and things like that and i was already like heavy into the barbie at the time and i wanted this barbie so badly um but i was too young for my parents to justify spending that much money on a barbie for their their child so i did not get this barbie until five years ago when I stumbled upon this Barbie at a thrift store in downtown Jacksonville in the box. And I'm like, Oh my God. I almost peed myself in the middle (laughs) of the store. And so, yeah, she's definitely way up there. Um, I have a beautiful Vincent Van Gogh sunflowers Barbie. So her, her dress looks like the painting and the bodice is like a, a velvety brown like the middle of a sunflower and the skirt is is with the painting that's gorgeous um i have a couple i love lucy barbie dolls because i love lucy (gasps) oh my god i love i (laughs) I love them um and actually for my 30th birthday um several years ago um (laughs) oh several five i just turned 35 so five is several yeah it was several years ago um when my very very dear friend surprised me with a dallas cowboys cheerleader barbie doll because i'm a cowboys fan <laughs> and now they're gonna lose today right oh oh they are totally gonna lose today and i'm fine with that I'm, <laughs> like let's just keep losing and get a good draft pick i'm okay with that at this point but she got me a dallas cowboys cheerleader barbie doll and so that was like two of my things converging it was amazing i got the elton john barbie for my birthday this year um, the only thing that would make my life more complete is if they came out with a Stevie Nicks Barbie doll or a Weird Al Barbie doll. <laughs> oh my God, a Weird Al Barbie doll I would buy. That I would, would totally, cool. it would be so cool. But yeah, so cool. those are my Barbie favorites. I guess. Oh, I love that. I love it. Now it's your turn, Steph. I love, I love hearing all this stuff. <laughs> I always love asking people what their favorite is of something they love because you get so happy and so happy to hear it. It's hard to narrow this question down to just one or two because there's such a wide, a wide world of Barbies out there. Um, from my personal collection, um, my favorite—I uh, guess she would be vintage at this point—is um, uh, original rocker Barbie. Um, I do have two. One of them is opened. One of them is new in box. Um, <laughs> you and your Barbies. Lauren, one time they had like a leak in their apartment and she was freaking out about the fucking Barbies. I would too. Like 10 years ago. You don't understand. (laughs) I had all these. So it only affected really mainly two or three of the actual dolls, but all of my play sets got hit. No. They were all in their box. They were all, you know, so it was very upset. It was, it was a traumatic. It was, it was. Uh, We had to, we had to be there for Steph during that. How could you make her like drudge up these memories on her? (gasps) Oh oh my God. I'm 
I'm sorry. Oh my God. Do you, okay. you know, it's okay. I'm, I'm over it at this point. I'm oh, over okay. it. It's, I'm it's such fine. a bitch <laughs> on Facebook today. When I wished her a happy birthday, I'm like, Alex Trebek died on your birthday. <laughs> oh my God. I already knew. So you weren't, you weren't breaking. Oh, all right. All right okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so Rocker Barbie, um, that she definitely holds a close place in my heart. Um, my collector's edition wonder woman. Nice. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's um, my collector's edition, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Galadriel. Oh my God. The Galadriel. And, I, and you have Arwen and Aragorn. Right? I do have Arwen and Aragorn. Um, but Galadriel, I, I, she's my favorite. Um, and my moon goddess. Oh, uh, collector's edition moon goddess as well. Oh. Um, ones that I would like to have that I don't have. Um, recent ones would be the Andy Warhol and David Bowie editions, which I did not get, um, which for anyone who knows me is are very odd ones to choose not to get, but financially I just wasn't in the cards for me. Um, as far as vintage dolls, probably the one that's highest on my list would be a new in box, um, original superstar from 1977 oh i get oh that's such a pretty doll mainly because that was the face molds of the entire 80s every barbie that came out in the 1980s had the superstar face mold face mold yeah oh yeah so she was kind of the uh the beginning of an era in in barbie collecting and certainly my my childhood in particular um and that was the year I was born, too. So, you know, she's got all that going on. Aww. For That's right. I didn't even think about Oh, that. my God. So you were born the same year as, like, the classic 80s Barbie face mold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. It was, <laughs> it's, nerds. It's me, really. So. Nerds. I say I that with love. You know how nerds. Barbie nerd. Barbie nerd. Oh, oh hey, I did love you, it. Did you get the Life magazine? No. Oh. It's a good read. I'm I'm weird when it comes to Barbie collecting because I've got quite an extensive collection. It's mostly pink box. They're mostly open. I it's I, I buy what I like and I, I don't really buy it for any particular collector's value or anything like that. It just mm-hmm. it's whatever moves me. <laughs> well, uh, I'm 100 percent 100 percent the same way. Like my Barbie collection is uh, definitely like you can look at it and understand. Oh. Lauren got that Barbie because like, yeah, there's, there's reasons for all of it. I mean, I get my parents get me the holiday Barbie every Christmas. I'm, <laughs> I'm a grown adult, but I get a Barbie every Christmas. And actually for my birthday, my mom got me this Hallmark Barbie ornament. It's called, uh-huh. it's called um, red, white, and warm. So I don't, oh, I don't even know what that is you all guys about. You are adorable. But yeah, so like my birthday was last week. And so that's, so ha- hey, fellow Scorpio, Happy how birthday, be you? Scorpio, yes. Oh God, um, I'm having a Scorpio season episode. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scorpio Barbie. Scorpio Barbie. Oh my God. She I have, I have the Scorpio Barbie. Which I didn't even see. That's how bad of a collector I am. I didn't even know there was such a thing. They came <laughs> out with it. I want to say, I want to say it was a late nineties, early two thousands. They did an entire astrology series. And so I got, Oh, you know what? Now that you mentioned it, I do. Yeah. yeah. I, so I got the, um, the sign for everybody in my immediate family. That's what we got. So I had That's sweet. Scorpio, Libra, Aquarius, and Capricorn. That's sweet. 
Ladies, I love hearing about your love for Barbie. Obviously, you know, I was kidding when I called you nerd. No, you, you weren't, but I'm not offended at all. Right. Not offended. I know you're not because I could go on with how I have like Darth Vader mint on card 12 back. You know? Yeah, I could go. Yeah, I, and I'm you're sure like pink box. I'm like twelve back. Into, so yeah, exactly. Fun. I could talk just as fucking nerdy. I'm like pink box, really, Barbie. Pink yeah. box. Well, I know. I knew exactly what you. Yeah, I know you box. did. I didn't. I I just figured it's something like twelve back in Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah no, pink box Barbies are basically Barbies meant to be opened and played with. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the reason that? I have so many is because eventually when I buy a house, I'd like to build a diorama with all my play sets and stuff. And I want to have a diverse neighborhood. So I would pick up, you know, Barbies of various ethnic types and wearing different outfits and hairstyles and stuff like that. That's why I love, I do have a bit of a collection of the new uh, fashionistas that have come out in the last oh, couple yeah, of years. Yeah, yeah. Because they have so many different face molds and skin tones and body shapes and, mm-hmm. and heights and stuff like that. And it's like really cool to just like, I'm salivating at the mouth now to build this yeah. diary. I've been lugging all this Barbie shit around with me for 20 years at this point. It's, you know, we haven't even touched hey. on how Barbie has recently, you know, in the past couple of years released different body shapes. Cause you know, you know, Mixie, you and I, talk, we talked go, about, go. we talked about how, you know, I get pissed off about people where they think like, you know, Barbie's terrible because she's got this unrealistic body ideal, but like, that is like nothing because Barbie, you can be anything with Barbie, but in response to that, the Barbie people, you've got curvy Barbie, you've got short Barbie. You've got tall Barbie and you've got all the different face molds. They're being so much more respectful with the ethnicities because I have the dolls of the world series. I have some from the late eighties. I have some from the nineties and I have some from the early two thousands and the, the face molds, the way they've, they've changed. I think I have, um, I have two different Indian Barbie. So like not native American, but like India, Indian Barbie Mm -hmm. from two different series of it. And the face is just so much more respectful of the culture as they're they're moving on. Um, well, that's great. I mean, it's and they're great doing that such a good job. Responsible, yeah, and not just with um, ethnicity and body shape, but with um, uh, ability. Uh, mm. I'm trying Relation. to be PC here, and I can't think of the right word. But um, differently abled uh, people, yeah. they have oh. a Barbie that has um, a prosthetic leg. They have a Barbie that comes in a wheelchair. They have, I, I have the Barbie with vitiligo. She's beautiful. Oh, the vitiligo Barbie. Oh yeah, yeah. she is beautiful. I don't have yeah. that, but I've seen it. And I'm like that absolutely beautiful, you know? And again, it's not without their missteps though, because of course Barbie in the wheelchair cannot fit through the door of the dream house. Oh shit. They need a dream house ramp. <laughs> yes. They, there is a ramp. I don't know. The version of the Steph dream has the dream I house. Have, she might be able to fit through the front door because I have the one that kind of, if you, be, if it has a, a hinge in the back, if you bend it. Oh, so it oh. and it has a big door in the front. I don't know though. I haven't <laughs> tried it because I usually just keep it straight. So my dream house technically has no front door. Oh, well that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the way it should go. Uh, dude, we could, I could go off yeah, about my dream houses. Go on. <laughs> Oh yeah, and you're gonna go on, just not on my show right now because I'm ending it. Because <laughs> we gotta fine. get on. Lauren, you're welcome to stay on Zoom for Steph's birthday party. We could uh, if Steph's okay with that, I'm perfectly fine with that. I it think was, you guys can talk more, Barbie. It was so nice to meet you. 
Yes, very nice to meet you. Thank you for uh, for sharing your space and time with me. I did not realize this was going to happen, so I do appreciate it. I said so you got Barbie boozled. I, I got I got Barbie boozled. Yeah, that's again. You know, there are worse things that can happen, so I'm not going <laughs> to complain. Yay. Well, ladies, both of you, thank you. Uh, you know, I, again, shedding light on Barbie, you know, for many audiences here, you know, Barbie isn't just some bimbo, you know, and if she was, who would care? I mean, what does it matter? Like my Barbie was a bimbo. I'm Your okay Barbie wasn't that. a bimbo. Your Barbie was a slut. I think they're a different. slut. Yeah. Right. So are they? I don't know. I don't, I don't know the etymology. It, I'm going to need a Venn diagram. Yeah. <laughs> all right we'll make one <laughs> all right everybody thank you for listening to lady mouth um i am mixie plum write me tell me what you want to hear and um love yourself and oh ladies i need you to roar with stephanie i need a birthday roar holy shit oh god no not in a roaring mood uh it's the roaring on. 20s now that you know that Roar! Roar! Oh, yay! That was so beautiful. wonderful! Yay! Runs, but it is what it is. No, I love it. Thank you, guys. Yay! Okay, do you want to go first? I wanted to do a princess world. People can pick a day and then that day doesn't exist anymore. It's amoeba world. That you have to be in the presence of another person to stay alive. Ooh, I want to do an honor-bound and honor-driven society. That when someone dies, their ashes get turned into tattooing. I want to do a vampires and werewolves world. People who are seasonal. So let me explain. It must have been around Christmas time or something because it's Merry Prisms. For goddess whose domain is desperation. Time travel theme park. My second idea was a train story. A story on a train. Belladonna? You know what that is? Nope. Big trees. Big trees. Big trees. Welcome to the Sky Machine, a collective world-building podcast about dynamic, fantastical and concise storytelling where in each episode we create a new original world and a short story to go along with it. And you get to join us for the ride. A That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.